you are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Tuesday, November 16th, 2021, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, we've got some breaking news to talk about in terms of the Baltimore Orioles. The O's have hired a hitting coach. Well, not exactly. The Orioles have hired two major league hitting coaches, as they will have co-hitting coaches heading into the 2022 season. And we're going to get a little primer on each of these two guys who the Orioles are bringing in. The first is Ryan Fuller, who the Orioles promoted from AA Bowie hitting coach to the major leagues. And the other is Matt Borg-Schulte, who was the AAA hitting coach for the Minnesota Twins last season, and the Orioles have hired him as well. Both of them just 31 years old, and they will serve as co-hitting coaches at the major league level for the Orioles this year. We're going to have two guests on this podcast to talk about each of those guys. First up is Paul Fritschner. Of course, he's been on this podcast many times before. He is the play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox, the Orioles AA affiliate, and he worked with Ryan Fuller this season, of course, who was the hitting coach at AA Bowie. And Paul is going to join us to talk about, you know, what Fuller is like as a person, what he's like as a coach, what he instills in his players, the drills he does, and, you know, what Paul's reaction was to Fuller being named Orioles hitting coach. Then in the second segment, we're going to be joined by Seth Stowes, who covers all things Minnesota Twins minor leagues. And he's going to talk to us about Coach Borg-Schulte, his rise through the Twins system, why the Minnesota Twins didn't hire him as their hitting coach for the opening they had, and uh, how he was thought of in the Twins system and what he could bring to the Orioles as an outside hire. Then at the end of the pod, we'll talk about uh, a little bit of sad news in the uh, Orioles community as uh, Julio Lugo, the former Orioles shortstop, passed away on Monday. We'll take a quick look back at his career, and we will also take a look forward to what we have coming up for the rest of the week here on the podcast. But that is all coming up on this episode of the Locked on Orioles podcast. And before we get there, just did want to thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first listen of the day. Locked on Orioles is free and available on all podcast listening platforms. And remember, we are the only Orioles podcast bringing you daily O's content Monday through Friday. Every day you wake up, there is a brand new episode of Locked on Orioles in your inbox wherever you get your podcast. So again, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your aunts and uncles, tell anyone you know who likes the Orioles. Locked on Orioles every single day. You don't have to listen every day, but it's always there Monday through Friday if you want to hear a little bit about the Orioles. And again, we thank you for making Locked on Orioles your first podcast listen of the day. And for your first listen today, we're talking about the Orioles' two new co-major league hitting coaches. And it's going to start with Ryan Fuller, who again is 31 years of age and has been in the Orioles system since 2019. The Orioles hired him to be the minor league hitting coach in Delmarva in 2019. He was supposed to move up in 2020. The minor league season was canceled. He eventually moved up in 2021, where he was the hitting coach for the Bowie Bay Sox at the AA level this season. He's been you know, tagged with helping the development of a whole lot of hitters this year that came through Bowie, from the Adley Rutschmans, the Kyle Stowers, the Robert Neustroms of 
the world to guys he worked with at the end of the season, like the Toby Welks and the Jordan Westbergs and even Gunnar Henderson there at the end of the year. He got to work with all of those guys. And, you know, Fuller has been a baseball lifer, but it hasn't been, you know, such a long life for him at just 31. And it is uh, really cool to see the Orioles go young here and see how Fuller uh, can work with these major league hitters. Uh, he played at University of Connecticut at Avery Point for two years, then played at UConn for his college baseball, graduated in 2012 and and played uh, a year of minor league baseball in the Diamondbacks organization uh, until he went fully into coaching. He's kind of been all over the place. He coached at Quinnipiac in college baseball. He coached at a couple of different high schools uh, in Connecticut and then uh, was giving private lessons, kind of a private hitting coach as well, uh, before the Orioles kind of sought him out. And we're looking for for new voices and new minds in the system when Mike Elias took over. And that is how they got Ryan Fuller. He was talked about throughout this year when he was in Bowie as kind of the guy in terms of developing Orioles minor league hitters. And now he get a chance to do it at the major league level. But we wanted to learn more about Ryan Fuller and, and what he was really like in Bowie in 2021. So we're going to be joined right now by Paul Fritchner. Again, he is the play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox, the Orioles AA affiliate. Paul worked with Ryan Fuller all of this 2021 season, got to talk to him multiple times, got to see what it was like for him to not just be an in-game hitting coach, but more importantly, see what Fuller was doing in batting practice, you know, before games. Paul was around the ballpark all the time. He'll talk to us about some of the drills Ryan Fuller did, you know, just the guy he is, the coach he is, what he instills in his players, and why it could be an important time to bring up a guy like Fuller as the Orioles are bringing up so many prospects who have worked with him. And maybe it's a good time as well that the Orioles also bring up Fuller himself to the major league level. So we're going to get to all that right now with Paul Fritchner. We're talking about the Orioles' newest co-hitting coach at the major league level in Ryan Fuller. And uh, Paul, first of all, thank you so much for hopping back on the pod on kind of some short notice because of some Orioles breaking news here on a Monday evening. Well, Connor, it's always great to be on Locked On, so I appreciate you having me. Yeah, and uh, you know we got to have you on because Ryan Fuller has gotten a promotion, and and kind of not just a promotion, he has gotten the promotion from the Orioles as he will be the co-major league hitting coach for the O's in 2022 and presumably beyond. And we have you on because Ryan was in Bowie in 2021. He was the double-A hitting coach for the Bay Sox. And he was kind of the name that everybody went to in terms of just the minor league hitting coaches in general and who was kind of the leader of the pack there. So that's first what I kind of wanted to ask you. You know, when you saw that the Orioles weren't bringing back Don Long, like how quickly did your brain go to Ryan Fuller might be a serious candidate for this position? Almost immediately, Ryan was somebody that when you talk to people around and people that had been around and and talked and I don't want to say decision makers, but just the vibe, really, the overall vibe of the organization was always to me this year that Ryan was going to get a look if anything happened. And it just always felt to me like, okay, if if something happens here, maybe Ryan's going to be the guy. And Obviously, like I said, it was never coming from anybody important at the top. It was just discussions that we would all have, you know, throughout the organization or different guys would pass through. And everybody always talked so highly of Ryan's ability as a hitting coach that you just got the feeling that if this job opened up, if this spot was available, that Ryan would be one of the first guys in the organization to get a look. And sure enough, he was and he got it. And before you get into the technical aspect of things, how he ran batting practice, how the Bay Sox approached the plate, 
you got to first preface everything with saying how fantastic of a guy he is. And I know that sounds like coach speak. I know that sounds generic. I know that's easy for somebody to say, but not everybody has to go above and beyond to be nice and be outgoing and to be accommodating and, you know, to be just a genuinely good person. Uh, You could, be a great coach and and you could do your job really well and and that's the lane maybe you stay in and you stay away from some other things but Ryan was always great talking to me talking to people that wanted interviews he was uh, fantastic to work with all year Uh, so just before we even get into the technical side of things uh, Ryan was a a great guy to work with Um, and uh, you know past that getting into how he coached this year it was pretty clear what the Orioles organization was trying to do at the minor league level with the approach at the plate. You want to take walks. You want to work at-bats. You want those long at-bats. You want to hit for power. You're not always just swinging for contact anymore. Your focus is on hitting for power and connecting on good pitches. And he was a catalyst for a lot of that, Connor. Yeah, and I, I did want to ask, you know, you're not just, you know, at the ballpark from 7 to 10. You're there all day when the Bay Sox are playing. You're seeing what's going on on the field, in the clubhouse sometimes before games. Like, what stuck out to you in terms of what Ryan Fuller was doing with these hitters that came through A Bowie this year? Yeah, I think a lot was made of it. If you paid attention to the minor leagues closely, you probably knew about it. But if you didn't, there was a drill that the players did in batting practice almost every day, if not every day, where they would put a bucket behind the plate and they'd put a big medicine ball on top of the bucket. And if you didn't swing at the pitch and the ball hit the medicine ball or it knocked the medicine ball off the bucket, you knew that it was a good pitch, a pitch that you probably should have swung at. And they really emphasized this year swinging at good pitches. And that was something that they did in batting practice a lot. Batting practice under Ryan Fuller was not go up there and lob in 55 mile an hour fastballs and get loose for the game. Batting practice every day, go outside and watch it. It was always a challenge. It was every day an opportunity for the hitters to get better and to learn about what they were going to be facing that night. So a lot of times you'd go out there and maybe some days they would have the pitching machine. They would rotate through. Jeff Kunkel would throw uh, Ryan Fuller would throw, Buck Britton would throw. It would be different guys out there throwing, or even if it was the machine, they wouldn't just be throwing fastballs. They'd be throwing, you know, obviously the, the players would joke about it. You're not getting the, the same spin rate or whatever on, on a pitch that you're going to get from an opposing pitcher that night. But if the pitcher that night is uh, curveball heavy or, or change up heavy, then you're going to see a lot of that in batting practice. And I think that that attitude toward getting better in the little things, it it pays dividends. And you look at some of the strides that the tangible uh, product of the Orioles organization this year, when you look at a breakout year like Kyle Stowers, you look at Adley Rutschman, you look at all those guys, and they spent the majority of their year in Bowie. Right, Adley spent the majority of his season with the Bay Sox. Kyle spent the majority of his season at Bowie. Even though he progressed through several different levels of the organization, they're all getting the most amount of time to learn and develop with Ryan in Bowie. And I think 
you know, I, I don't know if that went into the decision at all, but I can't imagine that it hurt that your young core that you're hoping turns into that playoff caliber team in the next few years developed with Ryan here this year at Bowie. Yeah, I mean, Stowers, Rutschman, Newstrom, you know, even Henderson, Westberg, they all worked with Fuller this year. And the Orioles are hoping all those guys are big parts in the next year or two at the big league level. And and that was something I was thinking about that, you know, it probably helps to make the hire of Ryan Fuller, a guy who's, you know, only been in the system since 2019, is obviously, you know, 31 years old, a pretty young guy. It helps to make this hire here because we know the Orioles are not a veteran team and they're not going to be a veteran team uh, in the near future. They're going to be a young team that's bringing up a lot of their players who were in double A with him. And that makes it more of a perfect fit because when Adley Rutschman gets to the big leagues next year and when Kyle Stowers, you know, hopefully gets to the big leagues next year, they're going to look at their co-hitting coach and they're going to say, well, this is the guy that was teaching me last year. And I think it could bring a a little more comfort to some of these younger guys who are going to get their chance over the next couple of years. Yeah. And you mentioned it. Think about all those breakout years. And I talked about Stowers and Rutschman because those are the two guys that really got highlighted the, the award winners in the Orioles system. But even beyond that, Newstrom, he'll be in the major leagues next year probably. You look at Zach Jarrett all the way through the lineup. Jarrett spent some time with Bowie this year. Uh, like I said, Newstrom, Stowers, Rutschman, Westberg, uh, Taron Vavra, all the way through everybody able to spend that. Zach Watson. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like I'm forgetting people because there's just so many guys to name that came through Bowie this year that had big years offensively and you can look at a guy like ryan fuller that is can be attributed with the the product for a lot of that and it's the little things that they do every day in the the hitting reports and the meetings and the and the batting practice and just those tiny little things and their approach at the plate where you say okay if you're swinging for power and you know the bases are empty and there's one out and he hit a double, then it only takes two hits to drive in a run instead of three if you're driving in, you know, a single, a single, a single, right? So so that was kind of the approach that they had this year. And that's where, if you're fuller at the major league level, sure, you're working with a lot. It's, it's a hot, it's a lot, uh, you know, there, there are a lot more stakes on the line at the major league level but you're still working with an organization of guys that you've worked with before. And there's a lot of value in that. So the last thing I got to ask you, you know, and this is what people are going to bring up, like, you know, listen, he's been in the O's organization for three years. He's obviously a Mike Elias guy. There's been so much fantastic development under him, especially at Bowie. He checks all those boxes. But the next question is, He's 31 years old. Is a 31-year-old ready to be a big league hitting coach? And just from your time spent with him, talking to him, watching him work this season, how would you answer that question? Well, I I think the best way to answer this question is using full transparency. And that's to say that I didn't know that he was 31 years old. And I would have never thought that he was 31 years old. Just the way that he carries himself the way that he acts around the team, uh, it, you know, the leadership within the team, his ability to coach the players, just from listening to him and talking with them and breaking down swings and everything like that, it, you you would never think that he was 31. And I, I don't think that in this situation, you know, sure you may, well, you, you won't may, you will have players that will be older than him. 
but uh, it certainly won't be, in my opinion, something that would hold him back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, he's he's barely older than Trey Mancini, kind of the Orioles' you know top veteran hitter uh, that will hopefully be in the lineup next year. So it'll be an interesting dynamic. But a lot of these guys know Ryan, uh, which obviously oh, yeah. makes it a, a good hire for the Orioles. But Paul, thank you so much for joining us, giving us some insight into uh, the Orioles' new co-hitting coach as Ryan Fuller gets promoted. And uh, thanks again for joining us. You got it, Connor. Thanks for having me. So we'll get back to talking about the Orioles' new hitting coaches in just a second. But first, got to tell you about BetOnline.ag, which is back and better than ever. With a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Again, that is promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. And, you know, it could be football coming up this week. It could be college basketball, NBA, NHL. There's so much to do at betonline.ag where the game starts. All right, so we thank Paul Fritschner for joining us as our first guest on this episode, the play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox, to talk about Ryan Fuller, and uh, definitely cool that uh, he's going to be kind of moving up with a lot of these prospects who he worked with in AA this year. He's going to see a lot of them at the major leagues, and as we talked about at the end, it might make those guys feel a little bit more comfortable when they get to the big leagues. And maybe another thing that makes them feel more comfortable is the fact that not just Fuller, but both of these guys we're going to talk about today are 31 years old. And honestly, that's pretty close to a lot of the players they're going to be working with. And sometimes that can help you out. So we're going to transition to the second guy who uh, was announced as the Orioles' new co-major league hitting coach for the 2022 season. And that is Matt Borgschulte, who is another 31-year-old hitting coach who the Orioles hired from the Minnesota Twins organization. He spent the 2021 season as the hitting coach for the St. Paul Saints, which is the AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. And he had been in the Twins organization since 2018. 2018, he was the GCL Twins hitting coach. 2019, he was in single-A Fort Myers. 2020, he was scheduled to be actually in AAA. Season got canceled. He remained as AAA in 2021. Before he was with the Twins uh, in 2017, he was a minor league coach with the rookie ball affiliate for the Cardinals. 2015 and 16, he was an assistant hitting coach uh, at the college level at Southeast Missouri State University. 2014, he was an assistant coach at Drury University, a D2 school, which is actually where he played his college baseball. Uh, he played a couple of years at D1 Western Kentucky, then transferred to Drury for his last two years of college baseball uh, in the early 2010s and almost immediately became a coach so very similar to Ryan Fuller you know played the four years didn't really have the minor league career immediately got into coaching and now the two 31 year olds are both in the major leagues as the Orioles co-hitting coaches heading into next season but let's learn more about Matt Borg Schulte as we are going to be joined here for our second guest of the day by Seth Stowes who is a writer and podcaster as well at Twins Daily, uh, specifically covering uh, the Twins minor league system as well, does the Twins prospect handbooks, and does a great job of covering all things Minnesota Twins. And Seth is going to join us here to talk about Matt 
Port Schulte. We're not going to get into the weeds as much about his hitting philosophy and things like that, where we talked about uh, Ryan Fuller with Paul, but we're going to talk more about, you know, how he was thought of in the Twins system. You know, did people think he was the next Twins hitting coach? Why he never got that gig? And we're going to talk about what he could bring to the Orioles at the major league level. So that's coming up right now. Again, Seth Stowes joins us to talk about the other new Orioles co-major league hitting coach. That is Matt Borgschulte. All right, so we welcome Seth Stowes into the podcast, founder and writer over at Twins Daily. Does a great job covering the Minnesota Twins, both at the major and minor league level. And Seth, first of all, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Happy to do it. It's kind of fun seeing all our Twins minor league coaches wind up with other big league organizations and in the big leagues, but uh, definitely very deserving. Yeah, so we have you on to talk about Matt Borgschulte. Uh will be a, a tough name to say and, and spell for a while for people uh, covering the Orioles, but they're going to get plenty of practice because he is now the Orioles' new co-major league hitting coach, which is also a mouthful of a title because the Orioles <laughs> hired two different hitting coaches uh, for their new major league gig, as we have talked about here on this podcast. But first, I just did want to ask, you know, he was the AAA coach uh, in St. Paul with the Twins organization this year. And so in terms of, of Twins land, in terms of people who cover the, the Twins system, in terms of people who you talk to, how highly is he regarded uh, as just a, a minor league coach in the Twins system? Yeah, you know, I think he's really well, well thought of, um, you know, in fact, I've talked to some people even today that were a little surprised that he wasn't hired as the Twins uh, hitting coach because they had an opening this year as well. Um, so that's certainly a good conversation. Uh, but also I talked to some players who had a chance to play for him and they, I mean, they just raved about him. And, and you know, I said, if you've got a couple of sentences that you wouldn't mind sending me, I mean, some sent three, four paragraphs worth of how much they really liked uh, working for him and and the many different angles that he approaches his job from, I think they really appreciated. Yeah, and he's he's one of these youthful hitting coaches that is kind of starting to take over baseball. I mean, the two guys the Orioles hired, Matt and then Ryan Fuller, are both 31 years old. They're going to have two 31-year-olds who are going to take over as their hitting coaches. And so, you know, I don't know if you heard anything about this specifically from players or people that you've talked to, and, and it can also just be your thoughts on it, but like, how much does it help that, you know, he's 31 and guys he's working with at AAA, I mean, I'm sure he worked with guys older than him and in the majors, he is most certainly going to work with guys who are older than him that he's going to be coaching. Yeah. But I tell you, in fact, I exchanged a couple messages with him earlier and and I kind of let off with, well, you get to go work with Cedric Mullen. So that's a pretty good starting point and Mountcastle and Mancini. So uh, he, he did say he's excited about the opportunity and, and you can't blame him at all. But yeah, um, a couple of the players did talk about how he had played recently or, you know, relatively recently. Um, they talked about how he understands the analytics, but everyone that I talked to really talked about his ability to not only understand the analytics, but to be able to communicate it. But the other part of that that came out was, um, you know, that he's such a good listener, that it isn't a one-way street, and he wants that back-and-forth conversation, which in my mind is great. I think having individual plans for different players is a good thing, and and uh, he, he encourages that. He's a smart guy, and I, I really think he'll do a good job. You know, it's funny you say that because this is the stuff we hear about the Orioles hitting coaches and specifically Ryan Fuller, who is now in this co-position with Matt, uh, who we've heard about, you know, 
can dive deep into the numbers, knows how to use every sort of data point, every sort of piece of technology they give him, knows how to make a hitter better like that. But they like him so much because he can go to a guy and not say, here's what you're going to do tomorrow because of this. He can have a conversation with a guy about what he needs. And he can you know, throw a lot of numbers at one guy who likes the numbers and throw maybe one number a week at another guy who you know wants to back off from them. And that's how it works out. And I just think that's interesting that they have kind of brought in these two guys who have had similar pathways and are the same age, both 31 years old. And now, you know, I kind of like this from an Orioles perspective because they put these guys two heads together from different organizations and different backgrounds. And, you know, two might be better than one at the major league hitting coach position. Yeah. And you look, I mean, and again, not to over talk about the twins organization, but the twins have lost several player development guys to big league jobs, including Tanner Swanson as catching coordinator in the minor leagues with the Twins to the Yankees catching coach in a big league job. Uh, Peter Fotze was a minor league hitting coordinator for the Twins. He's in Boston um, as their hitting coach now. I mean, there's so much uh, loss from the Twins organization, which is so weird because we haven't had that in the past. It tells me that that these guys are well-respected. They've got the analytics. They've got the communication. They have the interpersonal skills. And, you know, again, Borg Schulte fits into that uh, very well. Um, and I, it, it is going to be interesting to see. The one question I think that's fair, and the Twins have it with their choice for hitting coach this year, uh, David Popkins, who is also like 30 or 31. Um, you know, how is he going to who, how is he going to gain the trust of the veteran players? And I, you know, you hope that's not a thing. I mean, you hope they're all professionals, but at the same time, um, you know, that is the question, but having two of them that have the same philosophies and the backing of the manager and the front office, um, you know, that's the direction the game's going. And I think most players understand that. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Like the, the oldest hitter right now on the Orioles, as surprising as as this is, is Trey Mancini, who is a year younger than Borg Schulte right now. Um, and the Orioles will bring in some some more veteran players who he's going to have to work with. But it's interesting to see that, too, because you see that so young. And then you look at the Orioles team and you go, oh, this is also one of the youngest teams in Major League Baseball and see how that message. But you, you mentioned the Twins, you know, bringing in a new hitting coach uh, at the Major League level this year before that hire was made. What was, you know, your thoughts and the general consensus of, you know, in terms of Borg Schulte potentially being in the mix for that job? Kind of two ways to look at that. Number one, I knew, I know that they respect him a lot. Um, I know that they respect their double A hitting coach, Ryan Smith, and he's even younger. I think he's 27 or, or 28. Those are two guys that definitely both will be big league hitting coaches. Um, at the same time, I also feel like they're always looking to bring in differing opinions. And that's not to say that Borg Schulte's opinion is different than, than David Popkins. One thing the Twins really wanted from a hitting coach after the season, they have, they have co-hitting coaches too. Uh, Rudy Hernandez is a guy that's been around the organization for probably 25, 30 years. And he has a great relationship with a lot of the Latin ball players and has really worked with the Miguel Sanos and Eddie Rosario's and uh, Jorge Polanco's and, and such as well, but they, they let go of Edgar Varela, who was a great communicator and, and people really liked him, but maybe those two both weren't as technically inclined to the hitting swing. And maybe that's the difference. I, and I think Borg Schulte knows the technic, uh, technic, technical side of hitting too, 
but I know that's one thing they really liked about David Popkins. So, um, you know, maybe there's some distinction there, but man, they sure do seem like a lot of similarities. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to see because, you know, I say that in, you know, why didn't the twins hire him, but you look at the Orioles and they went outside the organization too, when, you know, they, they brought in half from inside, half from outside. They didn't fully go all in on, on keeping it in the organization. And, and maybe that's a, another thing here for teams. Like, you know, you want to develop your minor league coaches into your major league coaches, but if you look around and other guys from other organizations are kind of blocked from getting those major league jobs, go get them if you can and, and, you know, bring them into your organization as well. And that's what the twins and the Orioles have seemingly both done. Uh, but Seth, before I let you go, just, just one final thing to, to kind of give you the last word here on Matt Borgschulte, you know, just to kind of uh, sum up, you know, kind of your thoughts on him getting this major league job with the Orioles and, and just kind of the, if you had like one uh, summation of a sentence or two of, of how you would describe him from just the people that have, have, have told you about what it's like to work with him in the twin system. Again, I've talked to maybe a half a dozen players who have spent time in AAA uh, and the big leagues this year or AAA and AA or, you know, spent the whole year with him and others as well. And the, like I said, the big thing is the, the consensus is they're all really excited for him. Um, you know, even though he's going somewhere else, they're excited for him and think he'll do a really good job. They enjoy the communication, all of that good stuff. From the Twins' perspective, hey, it's another coach they gotta they gotta replace, and they, and there've been a lot of them, and they're gonna have to do it, and hopefully they find some more good good talent as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a I would in my opinion, it's a great hire for the Baltimore Orioles, and like I wrote in a tweet earlier that I think you saw, as long as uh, Tyler Wells is not able to convince him that he's a hitter, he'll be just fine. Well, listen, we love Tyler Wells on the mound and we thank the twins for not protecting him in the rule five <laughs> draft because man, did he save the Orioles and going from a rule five pick to a closer last year and uh, a fan favorite in Baltimore, but Seth, not yeah, a better person, man. He's, yeah. he's the best. Tyler is the best. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can read Seth's writing uh, over at twinsdaily.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Seth tweets and uh, Seth, thanks again for joining us and, telling us a little bit about the uh, Orioles' new co-hitting coach. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I think it's a great hire. So our thanks again to Seth Stowes for joining us. Of course, he does some writing, does some podcasting over at Twins Daily, covering the Minnesota Twins and their minor league system as well. And uh, Seth does a great job covering uh, the team from the Twin Cities, and we thank him once again for joining the podcast uh, to talk about the Orioles' newest co-hitting coach in Matt Borgschalte. A uh, good conversation there about kind of, you know, how he was thought of in the Twin system and, you know, why he wasn't the Twins' major league hitting coach, and, and maybe the Orioles can capitalize here on their, their two 31-year-olds that we talked about on this episode with Paul Fritchner, talked about Ryan Fuller being promoted, and then with Borgschalte, uh, two 31-year-old guys coming from the minor league level uh, who played college baseball Baseball, you know, not that long ago. It's it's kind of interesting to have this this uh, this young blood come up through the system and be the Orioles' new co-major league hitting coaches. Of course, taking over for Don Long, uh, who was let go earlier this offseason after his three seasons as the O's major league hitting coach, and they lost you know close to thirty years of uh, just age from their previous hitting coach in Long uh, to now Bork Schulte and to Fuller. And uh, this will not end uh, our coverage of the Orioles' two new uh, co-major league hitting coaches, but 
because the news broke uh, on Monday evening, kind of scrambled and was able to get Seth and Paul together uh, to do a couple of interviews to get on this podcast to kind of do the immediate reaction to the Orioles having uh, two new hitting coaches at the major league level. Uh, we will talk on future podcasts about, you know, what the contract ends up being. If we get that, those kind of answers, how much money, how many years they each get in the position. Uh, we'll dive more into uh, especially Borg Schulte's you know, career and, and his philosophy as well, just because he's more of the unknown guy coming from obviously outside the system versus Fuller, who has been in the O system for three years before getting this job. But definitely two interesting hires, and, and I like the way the Orioles are going with this, to be honest. you know, my, my first reaction is I love that Ryan Fuller is there, but I also love that it's not all on Ryan Fuller, that they didn't just, you know, Put him in there at 31 and say, it's your job with the Major League hitters. I like, you know, the co-hitting coach approach. Uh, this is not a new thing. A lot of teams around Major League Baseball have been doing this kind of thing with two hitting coaches over the past few years as well. So it's, it's a somewhat regular thing in Major League Baseball at this point. And I really like what the O's are doing. Get the young guys in there. Uh, they've obviously had success. Nothing but great things to say about each of these two guys from both of the organizations and people that have worked with them and, and people I've briefly talked to about it. But, uh, you know, I, I like these hires by the Orioles, and we'll see how they work down the road as young players come up and young coaches continue to come up as well for the O's. But uh, before we do go today, I did want to touch on some some really sad news uh, from Monday about a former Oriole as uh, we learned that Julio Lugo had passed away on Monday, actually just a day shy of his 46th birthday. Lugo, who of course played shortstop with the Orioles uh, back in 2010 for one year, uh, 93 games with the O's on that 2010 team. He was a 249 hitter uh, that season with a 298 on base, played a really good shortstop as well. And again, you know, he, he played with many teams, uh, you know, got to the big leagues in 2000, retired after 2011. Uh, he played with the Rays, the Astros, the Red Sox, Dodgers, Braves, and Cardinals, along with the Orioles. And it was only 93 games and one of his 12 seasons with Baltimore. But, you know, 2010 was the, kind of the start of me kind of locking back into Orioles baseball, I, f I felt like as I was a little bit younger, you know, that 2010 team, uh, once Buck Showalter got hired, you know, he fired off a, a bunch of wins down the stretch, and I paid much more attention to the 2010 O's than, you know, 06, 07, 08, 09, and, and distinctly do remember Julio Lugo just kind of holding down shortstop for the Orioles um, and, and had, you know, just a, a, a solid career in the major leagues. Like, hey, you know, he was never an all-star. He never won a gold glove. Um, you know, he, but he played almost 1400 games in his career. He played with a bunch of different teams. He stuck in the big leagues for 12 years. Uh, that is, uh, just a pretty good accomplishment at that point. Uh, he got to play in the postseason as well with, with multiple different teams. So he got to play in the world series. He won a ring, uh, with the Boston Red Sox in 2007, uh, when they got the ring that year, their second in four years. And if you remember, Lugo was actually a huge part of, of the Red Sox winning that ring in 2007, he was huge in the World Series. He was 5 for 13 in the World Series. That was a 385 average. He had a 500 on base percentage in that series. He was really, really big for Boston um, at that point. He also made it to the playoffs uh, with Houston one year, with the Dodgers one year, and uh, with St. Louis one year as well. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is you kind of look at his total career 
he was, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, still a 269 hitter for his Major League Baseball career. And he wasn't a home run guy. He had, you know, 80 homers in, in you know, over 5,000 plate appearances. But, you know, he was, uh, he was a shortstop for that era of baseball. And uh, our thoughts just go out to uh, the Lugo family and everyone uh, who knew him personally. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it stinks to, to lose a member of, you know, the a former Oriole, a member of the O's family, you know, even just for one year, just a guy that it, it just kind of stuck out when I heard that news, just because even though it was a bad Orioles team and he only played 93 games, I watched a lot of Julio Lugo play baseball uh, in 2010 with the Orioles. Again, our thoughts go out to his family. But here on the podcast, uh, we will be back with you tomorrow as uh, we continue through this week. We're going to talk about the newest Oriole on tomorrow's episode. That is Brian Baker, the right-handed pitcher who the O's claimed off waivers last week from the Toronto Blue Jays. And we are going to talk about what Baker could bring to the Orioles bullpen. He had a fantastic, fantastic year in AAA with the Blue Jays in 2021. They just didn't have room for him on the 40-man, and the Orioles jumped on it. So we are going to be joined by Brian Frank, writer for the Herd Chronicles, who covers all things uh, Buffalo Bisons, the Toronto AAA team. He saw Brian Baker pitch a lot this year, and he's going to join us on tomorrow's episode as we learn about the newest Orioles right-hander. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.